0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back. Today I'm a bit late with this episode as I'm recording this the day after I actually did the training due to the weekend laziness, to be honest. So, yesterday I did my training as usual, always on the same uphill, nothing changed there. It's still pretty warm for mid of November, so it had like 12 degrees Celsius, which made it pretty comfortable to ride even on the downhill. And also with the weather, I was pretty lucky, like it was dry throughout the whole ride itself, as it wasn't raining during the day. I only had one problem at the beginning. While driving home from my work, I actually thought about if I had put my light into the charging station, and actually I didn't. After the ride, I decided, okay, well, let's do this tomorrow, and then I forgot to charge it. So like on the brightest setting, I can use the battery for two rides but i had one problem i actually didn't unplug the light itself from the battery so there is no barrier in between so if i keep them plugged in actually the battery is draining itself even if the light is turned off so i actually had a dead battery and i had to find an alternative as usual all of my lights are perfectly charged just kidding But I have a headlamp which is quite strong, not as strong as the main light I normally have but still strong enough and I was lucky as it was charged fully so I could use that. So I mounted the headlamp on my helmet instead of the main light being mounted on my handlebar but for the next time I will always make sure to charge the main light as 3000 lumen are quite comfortable especially on the downhill ride where I tend to speed a lot. So the faster I go, I noticed that the more light I will need. So more power, more lumen to illuminate the street. But one thing was pretty good that actually the light was facing in the direction where I was looking. Obviously, obviously as I've mounted the headlamp on my helmet, and usually the main light is on the handlebar, so it only shines there where I'm steering. And especially on the downhill, I don't look where I'm steering, but I'm looking where I'm riding the next few seconds. So I have to look ahead where I'm actually riding or where I will ride and not where I'm currently riding to take the turns perfectly and in the best way possible. So the next time I will probably put on the main light and also my headlamp. I have basically two lights on the front and one blinking red light on the rear. And I guess with my orange, almost floor-sanding bike frame, I'm pretty well visible. Only that all of my gear is black, but the bike itself is quite large, so I assume that the safety is guaranteed there. As there are a few cars every now and then on the ride, so like, let's say in 30 minutes, 5 cars, which are passing me either from behind or from the front. And another strange thing was actually that my legs, right before the end of the training, start to hurt. I don't know where this comes from, because I didn't push harder than usual. Actually, I was in the intense interval zone, not even in the maximum heart rate zone. And the only thing I can think about is that I actually skipped the active rest day, like riding my bike during the lunch break. For the last two weeks i only did the training every two days without the active rest day so that could be the cause but i have no evidence that's just an assumption furthermore i found a pretty useful feature on my sports watch actually i've been able to pre-program a training i did this already before on the watch itself so basically i've set up um Nine minutes of warm up, then five minutes of intense interval, two minutes of rest. You know, the intervals done three times. But checking the phone app and the application accessible throughout the browser on my notebook, I've actually seen that I can pre program trainings not only on my watch itself, but also on the mobile app. And the difference between setting it up on my watch and setting it up on the mobile app is that I can add also a desired heart rate range to the training so basically the watch is reminding myself if i'm exceeding a particular heart rate zone or if i'm training with not enough effort to be in that zone constantly so that's pretty a nice feature as as it is reminding me during the ride and i don't have to look on my watch all the time so with audio signals it's basically saying to me okay you are riding too fast your heart rate is too high or too low or you're perfectly within the zone. As you already know, I try to do those training two weeks within the intense interval and two weeks within the maximum intense zone to see actually which training method is giving me the best results. So in this case, the watch is a pretty helpful tool to maintain a consistent training throughout those two weeks each. So the next step would be tomorrow on sunday to do the reference ride i found another useful feature where you actually can pre-program a route i basically have defined the route i want to ride so like 4.3 kilometers which is the same distance as my old uphill to the etsy flow trail actually uphill on the tarmac road is a bit steeper there is more elevation change on that road but that's not a problem actually it will, I guess, improve my training overall as the training itself will be harder than the actual ride when I'm going back to the Betsy Flow Trail uphill. And the feature basically allows me to ride exactly the same distance and my watch is reminding me when I've reached that distance so I, I can compare those times as I try to improve my riding time for that specific uphill distance. So stay tuned for that episode, I'm curious how fast I can go. Even if there is more elevation change, I assume that due to the ground as it is tarmac and not a gravel road, it could be that I will ride faster. But I will let you know as usual on the next episode. With that said, thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this or any previous episode, consider to subscribe to this podcast. It would mean a lot to me and I hope you found some value in the last few episodes. If you want to reach out to me, the best way is over Instagram. My Instagram handle is Georg1SC, so like George without the E at the end, one as a number, and SC at the end. Thank you for listening, and until the next time.